Welcome to the Unestablished Podcast, a podcast about the unexplained shenanigans of adulthood. Adulting is challenging, but with a little wine and an unfiltered conversation, we'll get through this together. Each week, we will discuss the perceptions of what it means to live the broke rich lifestyle as an unestablished adult. Living broke rich is not just about monetary assets. There levels of this shit. Now, here are your hosts, Constance, Jawanda, and Monique. But here we are. I'm so happy to see y'all by my little mocktail, which is kind of weird. Yeah, it definitely, mine definitely looks a little, oh, yours looks prettier than mine. It's the glass. Oh. And you got dragon fruit? Yes, but to be fair, it was with the strawberries. So I just, I was like, we're going to put a little dragon fruit on here and call it a day. Okay, because I was about to say, I I feel bamboozled, hoodwinked. I could not find strawberry strawberry. That's what mine Listen, like the way it looked. Okay. I went to the store and bought pre-cut fruit. We was not about to do it. I was like, <laughs> I don't got time to be doing all this right now. Um, so yeah. Yeah, girl. But I'm glad to be here. It's been a long time. I yes, know. I know. We're so glad to have you yes. back. Okay, let's get this party Thank started. Yes. Alright. Hey everybody. We're back for another episode. Hey friends. Hey people. Back at it again, and this time we have a guest. It is it's I. Been a, it's, it's been a long time since we had a guest, <laughs> but you, but if you've been listening, <laughs> you've heard this voice before. Oh, come on now, radio introduction. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. We have Miss Lanice fan. on the line with us. Yes, here I am. And we, yes, and she's gonna <laughs> help us out, and we're gonna talk about cultivating friendships in adulthood. Yes. Now, I'm Lanice, glad to be here. I'm glad you're here too, cause I need some help. <laughs> yes. <it is. laughs> okay. It's a struggle out here. Okay. Well, I hope okay. that I can help. Um, I don't know that I'll be much hope by the end of this, but I hope that I can help. Okay, we we gonna see. <laughs> we gonna see. Yes. To have another perspective will be yeah, fantastic. absolutely. Um, if you guys don't remember, Lenice, we had the mental health ep- um series. Uh, I guess two years ago. Was that two years ago? A year yeah. and a half ago? It was yeah. in October. It was forever. 2021. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you haven't heard that episode, I'll go back and listen to that one. But, Lenise, before we get into the topic, we have a wine of the week. And you suggested a mocktail yes. for this week. Yes. And, the Juneteenth uh, mocktail. Who wants to go first? <laughs> That's yes. literally the only reason I selected it. It's for the blacks. Okay. I was like, it's for the people. It must be for us. Yes. And it's Ooh, really just, um, it really is just like party punch mm-hmm. is what it is. Just a bunch of different stuff and some fruit, yeah. but it's good. We immediately like said it was like the baby like shower it. drink. Yeah, I liked it. Is can never go wrong. Like if I go to the baby shower or any party, and you don't have this as a basic drink, we I'm I would be disappointed. Okay. And it needs a ladle and a giant punch bowl. Like I love that. Very, very um, black in nature, and I'm very excited to see this. (laughs) But you would think with the Juneteenth that we would have some watermelon. I'm having to go. I'm just saying. Yeah. I found I saw a watermelon mint one too that was really good and I thought about that one but then I saw it was called Juneteenth yeah. mocktail and I was like no I gotta choose this one have to yeah but yeah it sounds it, it it's just fruit and Sprite and lemon juice orange juice a couple of other things 
Um, I just want to be clear on this podcast. I do drink, <laughs> so I want to be clear about that. Um, but I was like, well, maybe we'll, maybe I'll just use a mocktail because it's not often that I. I'm more of a social drinker, so I'm more of like the person who just drinks when I'm out with my friends, and like everybody else. Right. Um, I don't know when this will air, but Cinco de Mayo just passed, and that was enough for me. So <laughs> I'm on pause until Memorial Day. Um, so oh, you taking a long pause? I need I need a minute. Yeah, because <laughs> I was on vacation at Disney, and I went to Epcot, mm-hmm. and Epcot is the uh, park where you drink your way around the world. Mm-hmm, and baby, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Was it was great. I went on Cinco de Mayo for that reason. Um, oh. And and got drunk in Mexico. Like, just, it's only yeah. fitting. That was, I didn't even make That's it. Like, life you're I living. walked to the rest of the park, I think. But <laughs> I definitely got drunk in Mexico. Uh, we met, we found this, like, my friend and I went. We found this uh, random couple who we, like, sparked up a conversation with. We were in line, and they bought us drinks. And then we also had drinks. And then the people behind us bought drinks for everybody around us. And it was, like, this random party that happened. Wow. And it was 90 degrees. Yes. And we walked out like four and a half, four shots and two drinks in, and I was like, "I'm gonna go sit down in Norway because I don't got time." <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a lie. It's hot. Yeah, I'm. I just said this is a lie. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna pause until Memorial Day. I needed I needed a little refresher, okay. um, instead of a like alcohol. But it sounds like it was worth it. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Worth the parking mission, worth the long lines. It was great. And they had like over 150 different types of tequila there or something like that. Oh. And I was just like, um, I was confused the whole time. Like, y'all don't got no patrol. (laughs) Like, (laughs) y'all don't, um, I don't, I don't know. They said, no, be on an adventure, ma'am. Give me the one you like. Because I don't know, I ain't never seen most of these before. But it was good. It was a good time. Right. Um. It was, everybody was so friendly. Of course, it's Disney. It's supposed to be like the happiest place on earth. Um, it was hot and then it got cool, thank God. Um, and so then we got to Canada and drank again. And it was just, I need a second. Oh, right. And then we left there like and there was this, our Uber driver put us on to this. He was Hispanic. He put us onto this little Hispanic bar that you can go to. So we stopped over there, feet killing us, but stopped over there and it was jumping. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have me a great time for the rest of the night. And you know the room spun a little bit, but it was sick on the mind. Right, I, it, barely. It was worth it. Then that's it. As long as I made it to my flight the next day, I didn't care about too much else. Not the next day. I had to. Damn, great. <laughs> right, <laughs> and we made our flights <laughs> in the evening on purpose, like Lord, okay. just in case. Oh, okay. we need time. Right. Oh, okay. I thought nah. you meant like yeah. morning. Oh, we was, was like Lord, like, in case we need the time. We would have been pushing it. <laughs> and did woke up at like eleven thirty. <laughs> like man, that's all right. Sweet. Oh, really? Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. All right. Well, let's put that on our yeah. bucket list for next year. Yeah. Listen. I need to go. Listen. <laughs> always a good reason to go to Disney. But Epcot is the adult park on purpose. My personal suggestion would be if you have the time, go before school lets out. Or right when school goes back. So, like, anytime I've been to Disney or Universal, I've always gone. Like, this time of the year, it's so like end of April, beginning of May. Or I go in, like, late September. Like once all the kids have gone back to school and parents are busy and or before all the kids get out of school and parents are busy because you don't see as many people and the lines aren't as long. But don't go in like June, July, August. It's a bad idea. Or Christmas. Those are all bad ideas. No. Hmm. But yeah, if y'all want to go. 
head on out. Sounds like a good time. It is. All right. I, I need to revisit Disney as an adult. I have, I have yet to do Yeah, Disney I refuse to go with children. I refuse. Oh, I don't want to do that. I, I'm not taking I, no. I understand that y'all will have a great time, but I won't. So I'm not going. Uh, right. I'm going to have to bring uh, another adult friend so we can go get back up somewhere else. I love Samani, but I don't want to, I don't even want to take my niece there. Not mad. Because I, I didn't take my nephew. He FaceTimed me the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, what are you doing now? Buying Mickey Mouse ears. Like, I'm having me a good old time at <laughs> 11 o'clock in the morning on a Friday. Like, what? Go back to school. Stop FaceTiming me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A mess. Oh, oh, so good. we all agree that this mocktail is delicious. It is nostalgic. It yes. And uh, we may try it again with some yeah. alcohol next time. Yeah. I'm, you can always throw in some vodka or some Patron, some, you know, some Tito's, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But it makes for a good option for folks, I think. Yeah. yeah for sure. For sure. Very refreshing. I appreciate. I needed it. the I needed the electrolytes, Probably so it was person. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely mm-hmm. all juice. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. It does make me want to kill me. Want some meatballs? Listen, yes. don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. We'll have ham biscuits and turkey biscuits after that. Oh Lord, Ooh, yes. Mm. Okay, oh. let's move on because we start talking about what okay. we have at yeah. Baby Shower. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said earlier, yeah. we want to talk about cultivating friendships in adulthood. And um, we had a previous episode before about actually the art of making friends in adulthood. But after you make them, you have to cultivate the friendship so it can like grow into something. Yeah, We don't know what it's going to grow into. So we wanted to talk to you about that. So the first question I have is once you identify a person to be friends with, like you see this person and you're like, oh, I like their um, attitude and how they see things. Like, how do you think it's the best way to like in a healthy way to approach them and say, you want to be my friend? Like that. Um <laughs> Think, I think that we put too much stake in, like with dating, I think that we put too much stake in, like, the approach. Um, and so there certainly are, especially if you're in, like, our generation, there certainly are, like, young adult groups that are running on, like, Facebook or Instagram or, like, even finding people under comments of things that have the same thing to say as you. And you're like, yes, girl, like, me too. And, you know, kind of, like, mm-hmm. move into their profile from there. Um, it really is about... I don't know, maybe finding um, like a like a space where there's little pressure involved in order for you to be able to cultivate that. So whether that's like, hey, do you want to, you know, meet me at this festival? Do you want to hang out for this thing this weekend? I saw you were also interested in like hair. Do you want to go to Dr. Brown's hair show? When, like, let's, are you going to go? I'm going to go. Let's meet up while we're there. That kind of thing. Finding a way to... Um, find the mutual ground between the two of you in conversation is how you feel a person out and then say, girl, yes, yeah, best friends. And I mean, I don't, I don't think that I know too many relationships that haven't been forged by some other need, like becoming a part of a black Greek letter organization um, where you're like put in a room with other people and they're like, now go be friends. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> and, and you got to make something out of that. And hopefully and you do. And we did. Oh, hey. <laughs> real, it did, okay? My mm-hmm. mom says some of the greatest people on the planet. I love them. Um, but unless you kind of are put in that position, in that situation where you're in a room together, um, then the conversation, especially if we're talking about online friendships, is more about finding somebody who has common space with you and then growing and moving from there. I found a lot of my adult friends by happenstance, like conferences or, um, heck, we bonded online, a long line in Walmart or, you know, like, man, they take forever. They sure are. Like, I can't send it to me either. Um, <laughs> and so it is, it is kind of finding friendships and cultivating them becomes about like the same thing that you do. Um, when you put in like an icebreaker situation at a conference, like you got to just kind of have the conversation and then you have to hold on to this person being able to show you who they are. So, yes. yeah. Okay. I feel that. I feel like I, I mean, I guess the most obvious are like common places to find some, per, some people will be work, but then you got to figure Absolutely. out mm-hmm. work friends who your friends Absolutely. you hang out with outside of work. And I was hanging out with a, with one of my homegirls who she was like standoffish at first, but I really like her. But it seems like a lot of my friends just kind of like, eh, at first. And then you just kind of, you know, you got to break that wall down to get to know them. Yeah. But we bond through food. Because <laughs> she'd be showing me these places like, bitch, where is that? Are you what, trying to go on Friday work? when we Can get we go off? go to work one day? Mm-hmm. Like, ma'am, like, let's make a date. Okay. And we got effed up on Cinco de Mayo. I woke up that morning. I said, bitch, where are you? Are we getting food? Where do you want food from? I don't even care where. I'm feeling pho, but I will take whatever all, suggestion you have. Pho is great recovery. Is there anything on your list? Mm. Yes. Great recovery yes, food. Mm. Yes. Um, <laughs> so good. She didn't want pho. She wanted a burger. But we went to this this place that place got a mini, uh, burger, came home, took a nap. Okay. Got about five and got pho. We just hung out all day and, and ate. But that's the beauty is like you find a common ground. I can't do that. Whatever. With and a lot of times, right. food or whatever scene you're involved in. So like some people really like to party. Some people want to go know where the strongest drinks are. Some mm-hmm. people, I'm in this group in Richmond called, uh, on Facebook called Bougie and Broke RVA. Um, and people are always posting like, so who's live tonight? Like what's going on? Right. And people be like, Hey, I'm at so-and-so bar. I'm at yeah. so-and-so club. And people will like go and they'll be like Bougie meet up or, you know, like, they kind of link and become yeah. friends in that yeah, way. And immediately when you said that, mm-hmm. I thought of I like the that. travel groups where like random black women just meet up and they go on this trip together. And I mean like far trips. But do you know yep, solo the travel. level of anxiety I would have? Oh, like no. I'm stuck with these ladies for how many days and I don't know them? Yeah. The adventure of that actually seems kind don't of Don't want to be nervous. Because, okay... I would. I think I would we love we that all shit. know that I don't know how to talk to people, so I don't know how to approach. I don't know how to approach a, a person in the first place. So I'm in this whole group of people. I don't know anybody, and I don't have anybody. I can. <laughs> so I'm like that, right? Like surprisingly, <laughs> I get called an extrovert so much, and I think it's because introverts have to mask a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to, like, pretend to be presentable and pretend to want to talk to people. But I really would rather mm-hmm. hang in the corner and not say anything to anybody because I don't know these people. Right. Um, but the way that I kind of think about when I think about um, solo travel is nobody paid $5,000 for this trip to, like, 
hug the wall the whole time. So you at least got to get become friends with your roommate. And then if your roommate is an extrovert, hopefully, you they know, oh, yeah, so-and-so down the hall says she got some. If you want to go get it, and you kind of just, like, make friends that way. Um, especially because you, it's you and another person in the room. Hopefully, you at least have to have basic level conversation with each other that turns into, like, where are you going for dinner? Mm, oh, wow. I'm sticking this place. Okay, well, then let's go. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, it depends. So some, some solo travel groups have everybody's in their own separate rooms. Those are far more costly, okay. right? Uh, most I bet most are. travel agent groups fine. are like I, double I occupancy. And so solo groups will allow you to pay basically your half of what a double occupancy rate would be. Um, but that's it's a good way to meet. It's a good way to meet people and it's a good way to feel like you didn't necessarily take like a solo trip. You're not in Greece trying to take pictures of your own self <laughs> yeah. um, in front of like ruins. That's like, you, you know, like you're not doing yeah. that. So, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I find personally that I, I find myself attached to extroverted people. So a lot of my friends or most of them are like extroverted people that'll be like, hi, my name is Sarah. Like, what's your name? And I cling onto them because they search for other people yep. to talk to and then that way I can just be like hey I'm <laughs> by the way here I am <laughs> I just, right. just peep out from behind and be like oh I'm with her <laughs> I actually do not approach people I'm I'm it has to be like a I'm the person you don't go to church with I just want to be clear about that but I you got to say something slick for me to like laugh at it and then we kind of spark up a conversation I mm-hmm. Do not talk to. Them. I'm just. I don't. I don't know how to like. Am I like a blubbering idiot when I talk? Like I don't know how to say, "Hey, girl, how you doing?" It's more like somebody says something crazy, like, "Dang, this bartender taking forever," and I'm like, "Yeah, I've been trying to flag him down for thirty minutes," and we become friends. Or like, I met my friend and I met this random guy at a bar on um, St. Patrick's Day. Apparently, I only drink on holidays. Um, <laughs> and That's a good way we to were be. at the bar looking for green beer, <laughs> of course. Like and um, I met this guy, and we were, like, talking about something completely different. And he, like, interjected into the conversation in a very small way. He was also a black guy. He was the only other black person at a bar. And so he, like, interjected in a small way. And then we just bar hopped together for, like, the rest of the evening. But my friend's also an extrovert, and so he, like, responded to the interjection. I was like, good, because I wasn't going to say anything. Yes. Because I'm very observant. I'm that one that's just watching the conversation. (laughs) It's a tennis match. I will. mm Mm-hmm. A conversation is so fat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And you'll think that Joanna is not enjoying herself. And then after, like, the festivities are over, she was like, oh, I had such a good time. Girl, when? When did you have... <laughs> yeah. You didn't speak. You didn't even write. <laughs> when did that happen? You just stood there. <laughs> I like to watch. It's yes. so much fun observing people for four hours. Great. See <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you love listening to Unestablished, you can support our podcast by going to the link in our bio and buying a wine. That's right, a wine. Buymeacoffee.com allows listeners like you an easy way to say thanks. Plus, it only takes a minute. Your selflessness will assist in improving software and expanding Unestablished, a podcast made with you in mind. Available every Wednesday on all podcasting platforms. Thank you.
Um, but finding, kind of back to the original question, finding neutral ground to talk to people is usually the easiest way to do it. So, if y'all are both at a festival, mm-hmm. you, you've been to standing beside each other for several hours, eventually you get to say something funny or out the way, and hopefully, it, even if it's just like an, an interesting encounter for those few hours... You become like festival buddies for a couple of hours. Yeah. And you're like, all right, have a good life. Lady with five how, kids and two dogs. How and do like, I get their number? You know what I you mean? Know, like, like sometimes you life. have such a good time with a stranger and you'd be like, damn, I really want to like touch bases with them again, like in the future, but I don't want to seem weird and like a stalker. I just start with social media. <laughs> That's a good way to start. Yes. It's a great way to start. You always, so what I've found is number one is, is definitely a gender based and sexuality based question um, that you asked because folks who are more in the LGBT community may approach things differently. Like the way they approach mm-hmm. making friends is a whole different situation. Um, but for um, like myself being a heterosexual female, like linking up with other females or being cool with them is more like. You have to almost become childlike for two seconds. It'd be like, you know what, girl? We're going to be friends. You're my new bestie. Mm-hmm. Follow me on IG. Okay, hold up. There's Follow too me many on follows. Snap. Follow me on TikTok. <laughs> whatever. And then you go from there. You, you, can, even, no. you can even be like, if I you go into Dreamville and you meet somebody you kick it with, like, girl, do you go to this every year? Or like, what other festivals do you go to? I mean, like, if you like it, something. Right. It's like, what else you do? Follow me and let me send you a right. message real quick. We need to, We need to get back together. Now, what you do or not, I don't know, because you know I'm right. so bad about, oh, yeah, bitch, we'll get together, and I'll never do nothing. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> listen, but the intentions. I would uh, make a tentative appointment. There are so many tentative so appointments out there on my calendar that have not been fulfilled, okay, for years. But I do, I mean, I was genuine at the time. <laughs> at the time, I really thought, like, we should, but then it just, I mean, it just keep happening, so. <laughs> listen, I'm not mad. Yeah. At all. But yeah, then it just becomes, let's, you know, like, we have to be friends. This has been lit. You've been good company. Mm-hmm. Follow me on IG, which is usually the the easiest way for people to see into your life, but as much as you want, yeah. and then go from there. Committal when it's when it's IG. Phone number is a lot. It's a lot of access. Right. Here. And you can also move through phone numbers through IG. Burr? Like, you start liking each other's pictures. You start oh, hanging yeah. out. You start doing, like... Y'all start sending stuff back and forth, and it's like, I don't, I don't know why I always do this. I could just send it to your phone. Okay. What's your number? Yeah. Right. I was like, teach us something like, new. What do you mean? <laughs> Fine. The same way that a person will slide in your DMs mm-hmm. is the same way you got to make friends. Okay. Oh, damn. Make it sound so easy. Like, all, I think we get the word attraction mixed up. Right. I think we think that attraction is um, sexual in nature. Right. So when somebody says that they're attracted to another person, we think, oh, it must be for, you know, relationship or sexual based reasons. You are attracted to everybody who Mm -hmm. you meet because there's some sort of like energetic connection that makes you go. I want to know more about this person. I want to like the people who you like and become friends with. um, You were attracted to like There was a mutual agreement of some sort of. morals or values or even just like moments of conversation and so where you take that depends on kind of the same principles as as romantic relationships that makes a lot of sense 
Well, we were so we were doing oh, yeah. some research before we got started with the episode, and we one of the articles had like twelve things mm-hmm. that you shouldn't do when you are trying to cultivate a relationship, and like the one of the third ones was gossiping. So of course, it's like, what is the <laughs> is it said? Um, what is a healthy I guess like level of gossiping because of course I'm going to share my experience with you with what happened, but maybe it's going to be received in the wrong way. And that's what the article is basically saying. Like not everybody takes gossiping in a positive light, but I wasn't really gossiping. Like what, (laughs) how do you decipher that experience? Yeah. Um, once again, I think it's based off of kind of the same principles as romantic relationship. It's like, do you tell the person who you're on a date with everything that there is to know about everybody? Like, I was with my cousin yesterday, and let me tell you, she done had six babies by two different dudes and eight brothers. Like, is that their business, right? Um, it is, and this is what I mean when I say, like, give people grace when you first meet them. Allow somebody to kind of, like, show you who they are. And understand like what the healthy level of balance is in whatever situation that you're in. Because, excuse me, you can meet somebody and you give them all this information. And they're like, this girl is telling me too much about everybody's everything. Or we standing in the club and you talk about everybody. Yes. And so you also talking about me. And so there just becomes like you, you got to walk your way into that thing. Um, you have to understand what the healthy level of gossip is in your friendships. And that's in all your friendships. Like, there are definitely some people who you call to, girl, let me tell you what happened yesterday. Boy, let me tell you what happened yesterday. But th- you can't call all your friends to do that because some people will be like, oh, that's nice. Like, that's just not their thing. Um, and some people are like, I'm all for it <laughs> every it time. Because off of it, right? <laughs> and so it's yeah. just. <laughs> yeah. And so it just depends on, like, feel your friend out. Like, get to know them, like I said, in neutral spaces first. And a lot like you would when you're getting to know somebody romantically, see where that goes. See how that, like, see how you move into that space. Because, yeah, you can be instantaneous friends with someone. Absolutely. Um, they're my uh, One of my closest friends and I literally uh, met. And we were like, we're going to be friends. And we've been friends for... Since 2010. Lord have mercy. <laughs> so it was literally like, and I, we met, um, he's a Sigma. He's a, uh, one of my closest friends on the planet. But we met during my membership intake because he's crossed before me. And literally as soon as our like membership intake activity was over, he was like, you seem really cool. And I was like, do I? <laughs> like, and we've been friends literally ever since. Um, and, you know, we've, we've been at Disney together a couple of years ago, me, him, and his wife. I go out to Arizona to visit them. I, like, you know, I'm, like, the godmom to their <laughs> oh, dogs. So um, but there are some friends, there there are some friends where you're, like, there's this giant bloom out of nowhere. And you're just, like, you're great. So are you. Let's be besties. More often than not, especially the older that you get, you have to realize that a lot of us have been burned, not necessarily by... Yeah. Even friendships, but just knowing people in general. Like, a lot of us don't trust our bosses. We don't trust relationships. We don't trust that the people in Walmart won't hit your car. You don't trust, like, a lot of us, we grow, if you think about it, as children, as an unrelated side note, or as a related side note, as children, we are unafraid of so much most of the time. 
And so there's so much that we're willing to explore and learn. And as we grow up, that like window of growth gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And so when you meet adults, a lot of them are like butthurt about things. And a lot of people don't want to make friends now because they feel like people, you know, everybody is out here to get me because somebody took $8 from your purse <laughs> the last time you was at the house. Like yes. people. Yeah, when you meet people, you same with relationships, same with romantic relationships. Sometimes you meet a person, you're really interested in them, and they start telling you stuff, and it's like, oh, you don't trust anyone. All right. And you think all women are trifling. Okay. And you think everybody's going to cheat. I don't I don't think this is going to work out. So you have to just like take your time with getting to know that yeah. about a person. And then be willing to be like, mm, okay, well, bye. People that, well, I was not trying to make a friendship with them. Maybe it's a friend of the family. But in the same like concept, it's like you're telling me stuff about a third cousin that I don't even know. Why would I sit here <laughs> and develop this conversation with you? Because where is my business going to go? Tell you my business. Like, I feel like that's the extreme. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel Your like that's going to go right to the next person. And sometimes it's like, oh, I was just sharing a little something. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, ooh, that was a lot. That's not a little something, though. That's deep family Mm. business. But some of it is also trial by fire. Like, I think we, I think oversharing gets a bad rap. It's okay to overshare. It's also okay to look at the blank (laughs) stare on someone's face when you overshare. Okay. That was oversharing. All right. Can you Um, redeem yourself? Everything I just said. Right. I gave you 90. I need to give you about 45. Can you redeem yourself once you cross the line? I think you can. Um, I think self-awareness is important. Um, as a as a knack for profession, people trauma dump on me all the time. And usually I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what to do with you telling me about your dad and we just met five minutes ago. But I've taken it as, I don't know, um... I I really feel like it was, I I didn't have any choice in being a therapist. So I feel like I take it as a a occupational hazard, but I think that there is a way much like there is a way when you kind of overshare on dates or overshare, you can still overshare in a long-term relationship. Um, I think it's about your self-awareness and I think knowing what you just witnessed and saw objectively speaking, because a lot of us get into these situations where we think that we're too much for someone, but we're not because we're not reading the room correctly. And so ask. Like, my bad, that seemed like a lot. Was that a lot? And then listen to whether somebody is just being courteous towards you or whether you feel like so they're I have being a question. genuine in their response. So I wonder, is it the, mm-hmm. do you tell, like these people, do you tell them, oh, I'm a therapist and they start to dump? Or is it kind of like the aura of how you present yourself as kind of like is unaware, like you unaware that you're presenting yourself as a therapist. So they kind of feel the vibe and they start to dump. She probably asked the right questions. <laughs> it depends on the social, it depends on the social scenario. Um, people like, I'll never forget. I was in uh target one day and this lady was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm ringing up my stuff. Just minding my business. I have nowhere. She was like, man, I really hope my husband gets a job so that we can afford to pay our rent this month. 
And I was like, hello? <laughs> like, like, I was like, I, I'm in here in jeans and a t-shirt. You know, like, I don't, I don't have nobody's business, nothing. Ain't a business card hanging out my pocket. I don't got a lanyard, nothing. So moments like that happen to me a lot. A whole lot. Um, I don't usually tell people that I'm a therapist. Because I usually get one of a few responses, which is I, oh, you're a therapist. Like either therapy is a fad or I don't need help. But people immediately tell me they don't need therapy. And I'm like, sure. Mm. That was a very jarring response. Um, Or people tell me about, you know, how they've been to therapy, what their experiences have been. The most common question I get asked is what kind of therapist I am. Because apparently if you say therapy, people think you're a physical therapist or occupational therapist. They don't think mm-hmm. about uh, psychotherapy the first. first. I get, but once I tell people, like, I just have to say, oh, I do mental health. And they're like, oh, <laughs> my kids can use you because they need. And I'm always like, I, I'm always looking at the person who I came with like, this is exactly why I don't say this. Um, but I don't, I don't divulge that information simply because I don't want there to be like a power differential like I don't want you to feel like the doctor walked in the room and you eating a cheeseburger like I don't I don't want you to feel that way and I don't care to have to talk to you about you know your narcissistic parents for the next 30 minutes I don't want to because you're not at work don't want to I am I'm in like I don't want to talk about it right now I just want pancakes like please go on somewhere so yeah, um, I get, it just depends. My friends and the people who I'm with usually divulge that information long before I do. I do, however, have a bad habit of asking deep level questions mm-hmm. that I don't realize are, I don't, under, I don't know because I'm an introvert. I don't really do surface level. So I don't do small talk. And so if I'm going to ask you something, I'm going to be like, tell me more about that. Like I'm going to, yeah. you know, I'm going to ask you about why you said five minutes ago that you hate your sister. Like I just... Yeah. It's going to stick with me and I'm going to ask. And my friends almost always go like, you didn't have to ask. And I'm like, I don't. You don't know how to not ask. I don't know how to not ask. It stuck with me. Right? Um, So I don't volunteer information, but I also don't know how to make small talk. So I'm not talking to you about the weather. I'm just like, man, adulting is really complex, right? Yeah, a lot of us are dealing with like CPTSD and then people go into this whole tangent. And I'm like, (laughs) like you, for instance. This is a good example. (laughs) So, it just happens. Damn. It's not fun, but it's, it is what it is. It's just wild to me that they just come out of fucking nowhere. You don't, you don't expect it. It's almost it, like the Lord know, is talking to you. So, we're just like, hello? Excuse me? Exactly. <laughs> happens to me all the time. Like, my uh, person I used to date used to say, like, <laughs> people used to be like, I really feel like people who are, like, down on their luck are attracted to you because... You will literally be minding your business and somebody will come up to you and they, they walk past 30 people to get to you, but like they have to talk to you. And I was like, I must be God because I was just trying to pump my gas. I wasn't worried about, was not worried about the homeless person two blocks away. Um, but alas, here we are. And I think that it's made, I think that it makes me a more compassionate person. And I think that that's what people read. More than anything else, like, oh, this girl is somebody who I can talk to, um, which I'm grateful for. It is, however, jarring that I almost always end up in an intense conversation with the person and I don't intend like, to. Oh my God, she's a therapist. Let me try to get this free session. 
while I have her attention. <laughs> right. Like right now yeah, in the middle of the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people usually start out by telling me like, I can use your services. And then they tell me why they could use my services. And I'm like, the business. I could have just gave you the right, right. pay. I could have just gave you the website. <laughs> but my pasta is behind you, so I need to get that. Like, I just. I. People are usually like, oh, what kind of therapist are you? I'm like, mental health. They're like, I need your help because, you know, I've been thinking about things lately and I've just had a really hard time with this and this and this. And the whole time I'm just like, mm hmm. <laughs> but I knew he was behind right. you, gotta, though. Like, go. Here's here's the information. Like You're more than welcome you, to call me. But my car is running and I gotta go. Face, which leads to our next question because we're like, in for black women to make friends, it's kind of hard when you walk into a room of random people because you can't tell if this one lady has a resting bitch face or she's it's just she's having a difficult time making friends too, and we both aren't really making that connection, but we want to. Yeah, I think I think that I do. Like, there's a friend of mine who we're friends now, but for years and years and years, I could not stand her. Mm. And she would always try to be my friend. Like, she would talk to me. She'd be like, "Hey, how are you?" And I'd be like, "I'm fine." <laughs> like, just flat, don't want to talk. She'd be like, "You should come over for Christmas." No, I have plans. <laughs> like, just straight up. And for years, and I, I I really tell her all the time, like, you force friendship on me. But for, she's a great person, <laughs> incredible person. Um, but for years, I was like, I don't like her. Um, and my reason for not liking her was unfounded. Like, people were like, why don't you like her? I was like, she's just too something. Mm-hmm. Not sure what that is. Um, and she's still very much like that. But I think becoming her friend has kind of allowed me to not hate it. So... <laughs> That's helpful. But apparently RBF doesn't work for everybody. Um, It doesn't. Some people don't care. They're like, oh, you seem sad in this corner. Let's talk. I was trying to not speak to you, actually. Um, But I think that, once again, I think the key there is trying to do something lighthearted around this person. Right? So, um, like, making jokes or even comments or even, like, Something crazy happens, but you, like, have the conversation with that person. So maybe somebody almost trips, and you're like, oh, Lord, like, something. But you, like, do it close to this person, and you kind of, like, see if they break or if they're, like, facing the phone still not talking. And you're like, all right, you need a minute. Like, I don't know how to do that. Like, you just have to find – for me, I feel like humor works and everything. So you just have to find something decent or funny or don't. The it's okay. In me won't yeah. let it be. I'm just like, what the hell is wrong with her? Why would you come to this function if you ain't trying to? <laughs> but no, but you can you can say that very lightheartedly. And I know Jawanda has said like, I'm cool. I'll be in the corner by myself, like minding my own business. I'm having a fantastic time. I just I'm not talking. Um, you can. Like I've had people approach me in functions like, girl, why you not dancing? Why you not up? Like. And then that allows me to calculate the fact that I've been like sitting in my phone for the last 30 minutes or that the person who I was clinging to was on the dance floor and I'm sitting here like, I'm just here with my friend, you know, she getting her dance on. So I'm sitting there and then allow that person the courtesy to either invite me or sit down or whatever. 
And so sometimes you do have to, like, it just depends on the place. Because if I'm at a family function, I don't care who it is. Um, sometimes people walking, I'm like, hey, who are you? Okay, that's cool. But I don't, I, I, if I'm going to be at a club, I might pay for the VIP section just so I can sit by myself. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm an observer. But if we're at a family function, I want to know who I'm observing. If that makes it, sense. I like to say that I am an extrovert in a dominant area. So if it's like like a family function where I know everybody, it's in a relaxed environment. So I feel like I'm the, the dominant person there. So I'll go around and talk to everybody. But in a place where I am not dominant and it's just people I do not know, I'm sitting down. Put me in the corner, child. I can't. Yep. I feel the total opposite. And I need to find the most comfortable one you got. Because I'm going to be here all day. I feel the total fucking opposite. Like, if I know everybody <laughs> there, I know I can get up whenever I feel like it, but I'm cooler. How y'all doing? We just spent like three, four hours together. I know how to fix you should drink. So, unless it's time for me to refill your cup, I'm good. I'm going to sit my ass right here and watch this football game that I don't care about. <laughs> I'm gonna just sit here. Yeah, no. If it's a family function and somebody walks in, I don't know. I'm likely to take your baby out your arms and be like, "Hey, I ain't never seen you before, cute baby. Thank you." <laughs> like I'm not an auntie gonna go sit down and I'm gonna play with this baby and I'm gonna have a good time. Like, but in a in a social situation, like I don't like solo travel unless it's like with a travel group. Like my friends are always like, like I work remote, so mm-hmm. I could work from anywhere. And my friends always like, go somewhere and hang out and just like live on the land for a couple of days. Go to an island and hang out. I'm like, but who? Right. Yeah. Mm-mm. That is not fun for me. I have nothing to do without other people's company. Oh, no. Not, so, not totally solo. I, I mean, I need people that I know there as groundwork to, to roam around. Or at least has been like conditioned or cultivated to be that way. Like solo travel groups. Mm-hmm. They like put you together oh, yeah. on purpose. Yeah. But if I go to Italy by myself, what am I doing in Italy by yeah, myself? The whole time. Mm-hmm. And some people love it. Some people love finding new things to do, going to visit places with no pressure. And I need somebody. I would like to go somewhere. I can't do it on my own. No. I would like for us to have a little random itinerary. I'm like, which stop do we pass by that we can go get a little quest on and some coffee at? Right? <laughs> something. I need I need something. I need you to want to do I need you to have looked it up and be like, oh, I was thinking about going to visit this and this and this. And I'm like, cool, that works because I looked this up and I was thinking about like Okay, then we can do this in the morning, this, this in the afternoon. Right. I'm not gonna Yeah. What I'm gonna do? Wander the streets? Like <laughs> No, yeah, I couldn't I do know. that now. And it's not pleasurable or enjoyable. Like we talked about getting with getting with friends over food. Mm-hmm. Eating by yourself is just a different kind of weird. Like, and it's one thing if you sit in your house minding your business, watching your favorite show on Hulu. But when you like out at a nice restaurant, as a matter of fact, when I left right before I left um, Florida, I went to my favorite Indian spot that I always go to when I was in Florida. My friend didn't want to come, and. <laughs> So I got a table for one. And the guy was like, I don't have a table for one right now. And I was like, aren't all tables tables for one? Like. What the hell are you talking about? I know I'm here by myself. Leave me alone. He tried it. But it was not. I had a good time because the food was good. But I literally had to like FaceTime someone. To like enjoy the food. I can only go to certain yeah. restaurants by myself. It's tough. Like I can go to. It's a like years for me to go to movies by myself. Really? Now that's the one place. That was the first place I went by myself when I was working on doing shit like that. Cause I, there was no pressure. I don't want to talk to you. I'm watching a fucking movie. <laughs> Even when I go with people, shut the fuck up. 
you making me miss this shit. And it's going to be months until this bitch come out on DVD. So you better be quiet. You may miss it. If I miss what this killer is, I'm going to kill yeah. you. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure my boyfriend feels like that with me. <laughs> but he has to come to everyone. Everyone. Like, I need somebody to, like, lean on, have banter with. I need somebody to be like, oh, you saw that? Like, I need, <laughs> I need to, like, feed off of that. So I, that's the thing that I did when I was trying to, like, you know, just even in a relationship, you still have to have your own personal time. So when mm-hmm. I was trying to find my own personal time, I was like, well, maybe I'll take myself to the movies or, you know, do things by myself. And um, it's fun now. Yeah. Because I get to go see movies that I want to see, and I don't have to, like, wait to see if you want to see it or not. Right. But at the beginning, I was just, like, sitting there on my phone, like, scrolling pictures on Instagram half the time. Because I don't got nothing to do. Like, yeah. the movie is good, yes, but I feel with another person, it's just, like, there's another human energy You're there. Right. You're right. I thought it feels different. It does. Honestly, the only place that I could go eat by myself are literally, like, it always be Asian restaurants. <laughs> I can I'll go eat pho by myself. I can go eat ramen by myself. But I have I've never gone into like a fancy restaurant or someplace I'm dying to try for the first time alone. Yeah, like you can't go to Roof Chris by no, yourself. Like, I don't want to go to like Fleming's. I don't want anyone to judge no, how much I'm nobody wants to go to Fleming's by myself. <laughs> right, right. Judgment, like like if I order two appetizers, I'm gonna take half of it home. Jesus. <laughs> but it is a weird, it's a, people kind of make you feel weird too. Yes, they do. But it is a weird scenario to be in. And it's kind of hard to explain. Like, I loved, I want to preface this by saying I, I understand that a lot of lives were lost and I understand that there was an entire pandemic and life was hard. I love COVID for the fact that I didn't have to make small talk with people because I'm not good at it. So I love getting out of the office. Mm-hmm. I love not having to be forced to see friends that were kind of outskirtsy friends anyway, who always had loose plans. Love that for myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I still don't want to go eat in a restaurant by myself. I don't blame you. Like I, that's the part of the human connection that I miss. Yeah. I did hate that. Like, I feel like you can't no, brunch. No, that is not. Brunch is not brunch. Brunch is not brunch alone. And even if I see somebody sitting by themselves at a brunch, I'm like, you want to come join us because Please. you don't brunch alone. Oh. That's a sad Saturday or Sunday. Like, you don't do that. Okay, for the tips no. on so. first establishing the yes. friends. <laughs> you have given us, like, so many yeah. different ways to like, kind of just step out of the norm of, oh, hey, girl. <laughs> you have to be, I call it, like, putting on your customer service voice a little bit. Like, you, even if you're not, like, the most bubbly person, because I'm not. So, even if you're not the most bubbly person, sometimes you just have to, like, put on the, like, what you doing sitting over here by yourself? Come on now. Yeah. Like, you got to get real Southern. Mm-hmm. And then, that's that. But, if they're not open to it, that's it. Yeah. Don't work too hard. Um, and that's okay. And then you became the, the cool person who approached them at the party and they talk about you to their friends when they leave. No, see, I'm the person that I think about doing that, but I, I never make the effort to actually do it. How do you respond when it's done to you, though? I'll be like, oh, me? Like, it's, First of all, I'm supposed to be invisible, okay? <laughs> Girl, you do not what have superpowers. I wish I could just and be like, oh, right, her, me? she's not near me. Girl, if you don't take up space <sighs> and understand that somebody, somebody, know, I might get on a dance floor with you just because you asked me. Now I might, 
I might have, you know, I might have sat there by myself, like, oh, I don't got nobody to do the electric slide with. But if you come, like, pull me onto the dance floor, I'm like, you know, I'm going to hit that hole <laughs> real quick. Like, yeah. I'm just going to get to it. Because we out here now. But I really have to get, I really have to step outside of myself in order to be able to approach mm-hmm. strangers. And so the first part is really understanding that in terms of cultivating friendships or even making friends is sometimes it takes for you to like, like I said, put on like a customer service kind of feel to it and, you know, essentially shoot your shot. I mean, as me, and that's that. Yeah, as many rap songs as you know, Jawana, to be honest with you, if you was in a random club, even if you were folk, you know, to get to know other people, y'all niggas would be rapping the same song at the same time. You know how hype people get and they just hollering. Yeah, point across the room. Listen, like, I was holding a beer up on uh, Single Demire. They was rapping. I didn't know what they were. I don't know what this song was. You know, I don't know song. Uh, what? Like, I'm just a hype man. Uh, I don't know what you're singing, but you singing the hell out of it. Go ahead, girl. Do your thug fizzle. But then again, I'm a little more friendly when I'm drunk. So. Yeah, I'm very. Mm-hmm. Very. But, I mean, I think, I think first, I think the number one motto and principle that I have when it comes to friendships is I, or people, is that I live life thinking and this very well may not be the truth, but I live life thinking people do not inherently mean me any harm. So, like, I assume that people don't mean me harm until they prove otherwise. Right. And there are people who do not believe that. Right? There are people who live their lives very much like it's always something around the corner. Somebody could get you at any time. I don't think that. And so when people approach me or even when it comes to, like, cultivating friendships, I just assume that people don't mean me any harm. Now, if... If I got to fight you, I will. I don't have any problem with that. But I don't start out thinking that this is what I'm going to have to do. Right. And I think that that's what makes me more, I think that's what's made my friendships better over time. So let's, um, let's talk about like, in cultivating these friendships, like how often do you need to water their soil to make sure it's growing? Because I feel like I have some friends that I don't talk oh. to for months and they're completely fine with that. But if I treat like a different friend the same way, they'll be like, bitch, what right. the fuck is wrong with you? So I you only calling me you. when you need something? Right. No, I'm literally just calling to see how yes. you're doing. Once a quarter. So the easiest way that I could put this, and I'm glad you used water as an analogy, is um, I'm a plant mom. I have a ton of them. And there are some plants that do water every week. There are some plants like my cacti that hate water. Right, and my ZZs that have their own bulbs of water, so they don't need watering as often. Like we really are plants. Like kind of just <laughs> is what it is. We really are living, breathing, thinking, you know, creatures. We need water, air, and food. That's it mm-hmm. in order to survive. And when you think about your friendships, you have, kind of have to teach them like that. And you'll go through seasons like with plants, there are dormant seasons where you don't water as often. Um, you'll go through seasons where you have. Um, there's different schedules than there were before. Uh, I just had this conversation with my friend that I went to Orlando with, and uh, he and I were talking about that. He was like, "My, if you're my friend, like he almost he almost has friendships in like like onion kind of layers, not not for the Shrek reference, <laughs> but it's almost like if you're my close friend, you're like attached to me, and we talk all the time, and you know my every move, and nothing is hidden from you, but then there are friends who are like outside of that, who I talk to every once in a while, and then there are friends who are outside of that, who if I see you when I come to town, it's cool, and yeah, that's fine, but I was just like, listen, I understand that everything in life is seasonal, 
And so there are seasons, like my best friend had a baby in December. We do not talk nearly as often. We literally used to have 8 a.m. phone conversations every single morning for years. And now, literally, I texted her today, and I hadn't talked to her in, like, three weeks. And I was like, you alive? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, she's sure. a mom. She has a husband. She has a baby. Like, life is just different. It's like, you have to know. This is, the, once again, that kind of goes back to my principle about giving people grace. You have to know about your friends over time. There are some friends who think if you don't call every day, you're a shady, shysty, dirty little friend. Or if you don't attend every event, you don't care about them. Know that that's your friend that's like that and that you have to tell that friend, man, I don't, I'm just not the kind of person that goes to everything. Like, I'm not the kind of person that's going to show up every Sunday to Sunday dinner. Not that kind of friend. And so... People have to also understand that we're all grown now. We're all grown here. And so really the only marker for friendship levels is you have like your acquaintances that you meet or the people that you hang out with. And then you got the people who, if you were stuck on the side of the road, these are the people you call and you got to know the difference. And if I just met you and you are stuck on the side of the road, baby, don't call me. (laughs) Don't. Because I'm gonna see if I'm gonna see about getting you a tow truck, right. but that's it. Like that's all I got on it. You know that there there are friends whose baby showers I attend, and then there's friends whose baby showers I coordinate. There's just yes, a difference there. Yeah, I yes. do not coordinate everybody's. I don't coordinate everybody's wedding. I don't coordinate your birthdays. I'm not planning no trips. But then there are friends who I'll attend, and I'll bring a little bib, a little binky, and we keep it moving. And that's that. And so you just have to know, like, if your friend is requiring more from you than you are willing to give, to be open with them about, like, I just want you to know that I'm really the kind of person that enjoys a midday nap. So when you, like, I can't do, I can't go out every day, right? I'm a once a month kind of girl. That's That's it. Like, I think we do, I think we do a bad job of telling people the truth. Like, tell people who you are. And allow them to adjust. And it's okay if you... It's okay if people get in their feelings about stuff. And I think that that's the hard part for people. People want people don't want for people to feel some type of way. And so they almost like deconstruct themselves mm-hmm. to recreate themselves in a, to a more likable person for mm-hmm. this friendship. Instead of just being like, this thing isn't going to work at this capacity for me. Yeah, I think that. But, but, you know, we talked we talked hard about the art of saying no the last time you were here, ma'am. And still a struggle but it's gotten better it's, it, but it's, it's gotten better though it's, it's, especially with my newer friends here <clears throat> listen bitch i don't do the drinking thing on a sunday i'm not doing sunday brunch i'm not getting fucked up on sunday i can't i can't rally like that because i gotta go to fucking work on monday mm-hmm. i can't do that i'm 32 you're 23 there are levels to this shit and you are not on mine okay i have to get yep. my shit together you want to catch me you catch me right and I mean right after motherfucking work. You better commit me to this shit a week ahead of time. Yep. Or I ain't coming. Don't call me. Don't ask me today. Am I going? No. Yep. Because I had every intention of going home and watching Bridgerton and get fucked up with the champagne I already bought. That's in <laughs> Listen, my refrigerator right now. <laughs> my wine stopper is, is the only thing I want to talk to today. Okay. I already got tequila. I'm okay. drinking for the free. I already paid for my alcohol. And some friends are like that, right? I am the friend that you call, and my friends know this about me. I'm the friend that you call when you want to go to Africa on Tuesday, right? I don't got no kids. You like if you like, hey, you trying to go? I'm like, 
yeah, let's do it, right? I'm also the friend that you call if something has happened that's like super big in your relationship and you like, I'm about to go to jail or they about to go to jail. I'm the friend that you call because I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not really the friend that you call if you just want to like, my best friend and I may like shoot the shit, but for the most part, I'd be like, all right, girl, well, I got to go by. Like, <laughs> I'm... And I'm not the friend that you call if you're the kind of friend that likes to make loose plans. And you got to tell me in advance. Yeah. Like, if you're like, hey, I am having home, I'm having a housewarming party. When We're supposed to move in in June. The housewarming party should be at the end of June. Cool. I know in my mind, I got to plan something for the end of June. If you call me the weekend before, like, hey, so Saturday I'm having a housewarming. I'll be like, good luck to you. I'll Amazon brought me some things. Like. <laughs> Where you registered? I'm I'm not till last minute. Let's go hang out, kind of friend. Not anymore. Not in my thirties. Yeah, that time has done. But th- there are people like that. I have quite a few friends that are always like, "Hey, what you doing? You want to go to brunch today?" And I'm like, "Today." I woke up this morning with the plan already. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't have time to adjust right. this plan, even though my plan might have been to do nothing. Right. Right. It might have been let's go eat friend. Now the only difference is when I'm with my family, like. My, my sister hosts this giant Memorial Day party every year. And it's always at her house. I already know my family's going to plan to do something on Sunday and the Friday before. So I already know once everybody's coming to town, it's going to be like, where are we eating dinner? Where are we going to brunch? Who trying to go shopping? I already know to be prepared for those things. And when they pop up, I'm like, cool. But don't do that to me anytime outside of that. It's not going to fly. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, mm, sorry, I had I do not have on a bra. I'm not right. doing anything okay. today. Don't come to my door. <laughs> and I ain't got a bra on. And I'm Please not gonna don't, answer. Don't call me like what you doing today today. I will I I um no. Those texts make me nervous. And every now and again I give in. I was like, Well, I had planned to just sit around in my drawers and watch T V. <laughs> right. But then they but see they fucked me up because they have there's a promise of food. And then, but when they hit me up, there's nothing in my refrigerator. My only issue is they like to do shit after. So it sounds like it sounds like people be brunch. knowing you. Is what it is. They, I need for them to stop knowing me because I mean I want to get the brunch. I don't want to do an activity after except come home. It's the activities after I can't deal with. I just want to get the brunch, get a little slizzle, come on home and take me a midday. So I didn't tell people your truth, right? <laughs> And what and even if that truth is an abridged version of the truth, that's okay. Right? <laughs> even if somebody's like, Hey, what you doing? And you're like, Well, what's up? Man, like, oh, we were thinking about going to brunch at eleven. You're like, That's cool. I got plans at like one thirty. I could do brunch. Hmm. And then one thirty comes. Deuces. <laughs> well, ladies, this was so much fun. I have mm-hmm. to go. My I got a good plan with silly pasta Pete. Like this is my brain. my mind and my business. Date, darling. Okay, I got a good old plan with a nice fresh set of sheets. You don't have to tell. The thing is, I think I, th- I think the thing that we miss about relationships is that we don't necessarily have to give people the play by play of our lives, yeah. right? Yeah. Unless that is the agreement that we have in our friendship or relationship, right, or any kind of relationship. Um. I don't think we tell our bosses everything at work, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think we're like minute to minute, I'm working on this, I'm working on this, I'm working on this. But if my boss asks, I might give you like a like a roundup, like a oh here's what I here's a rough version of what I've done today. Um but our friends a lot of the times will will give them 
the like, I was going to take a shower, then get dressed, then head to Walmart, then go to the store, then go see Tyrone, then after I leave Tyrone, go get me some socks. Then when I leave, get some socks. Like we do a really bad, we do a really bad disservice of giving people play by play in our lives when sometimes it's okay to just be like, I have plans. And if they're like, with who? And it's just like, with the people I have plans with. No tea, no shade. That's just the kind of friend I, feel like I am. We mostly do the over explaining when we're saying no and we're having to yes. justify why yes. I'm telling you I can't show up for and you. I don't want to have to. And we shouldn't have to do that. Like, I have no, gotten. We had this conversation right. already. <laughs> I have gotten so much better with doing that. But then I have to learn to fix my face because then I'll be like, okay, would you just accept what I just. <laughs> and they can see in my face, I'm like saying something else. Yeah, I think it's because when you say no, they're just be like, "Why?" And you said because I can't, but you be like, "Just for twenty minutes," and you like, "No," and it's like, "Come on, man!" It's just like, <laughs> right? It's just the constant <laughs> persistence. It's like, listen, bitch, I didn't want to tell you. I just don't right. fucking want to go nowhere. Like, I just don't fucking want to go nowhere. Like literally, I I only came out this house to eat. But that's also and that's, that, and that's, that's also okay with being your truth. I just want to rest before I go back to work tomorrow. Bye. Holla. Sunday is my chill day. All I should be doing is meal prepping, if I even bother with that. Facts. I just went to my nephew's uh, soccer game earlier today. And my sister's like, are you coming to the house after? I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, why not? Like, I just got back from Florida. So she's like, why not? Your nephew wants to see you. My sister also just had a baby. My nephew wants to see you. You know, I know you want to hang out with the baby. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I got a podcast to film at 530. She's like, it's 2 o'clock. And I was like, but I got something to do. So I'm going to holler at you. Like, <laughs> you need time in between. Right. And even if I didn't, like, she asked me about Mother's Day next week. She was like, well, we're going to have a Mother's Day cookout. Are you coming? I was like, no. <laughs> She's like, well, what you going to be doing? I said, I'm being in the bed, girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm being in the bed. She was like, that's fine. Like, but be okay with the fact that people also have to get used to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? And, it's, and, and they have to get used to every new version of yourself that you create. So if you were used to being at every brunch on Sunday and then you start coming to brunch once a month, people going to start asking, are you okay? Like, is everything all right? And mm-hmm. if it is, you just want to get more rest. People are going to have to get used to that version of you. And that's okay. Some people are not going to like it. Some people are not going to understand it. Some people don't. This is, once again, what I mean by giving people grace. Don't believe that people are nuanced and have the ability to change or just decide that I don't like the way that I'm doing the thing that I'm doing, right? Yeah. Folk, it's like the the one person who decides to kind of get their life on track and they were a whole bunch of people drinking, buddy. And now it's like, no, I just decided that I would rather focus my attention elsewhere. They don't get so much hell from the people who they were drinking with, number one, because of their own, they make them think about their own um, lives. But number two, just because people don't like change. Facts. I am people. And it's, I'm going to back that up. I don't think it's that people don't like change. I think it's that change is foreign. It's difficult to adjust to, especially if you don't do it a lot. Yeah. And if you were always the person who took care of something, like even in like romantic relationships, if you always do the laundry and now you ask your partner to do it and they're like, but that's your thing. Okay. Today it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Today, today is not my thing. And you got to understand that your partner is also trying to get used to that version of you that now no longer wants to do laundry because that was your thing. 
when you are the friend who always shows up, who can always come in the clutch, who's always going to pull up, who's always going to be there for after work and before work and lunch breaks and who always listens to you drawn on and on and on and on about how your relationship is or isn't working or like your mom's second cat is dying, like whatever. When you have those friends and then those friends decide that they're going to start putting up some walls, a lot of the times people want to knock them down. And so it's important that you are honest with yourself about who you are because it's so it'll help you stand so firm in the same thing for other people. Yeah. Right? Like if I decide today to get sober, it's gonna be hard, but if I really put my mind to it to get sober for whatever reason, if I have a substance abuse issue, um, if I decide today to get sober, and my friends are like, come on, man, let's drink with me. Yeah, there's a chance of, you know, relapsing, but that's about my boundary. Yeah, it's true. Right? If I have an abusive parent and I decided to go no contact and they keep calling me because they want updates and all those things, I can say no, but that's about my boundary. And so walking into relationships and cultivating them is the same way that we do every other with friendships, it's the same way we do every other thing. We just got to understand who we are because it makes it a lot easier. Like, you kind of give people the box that they operate in. So, it's, it's like playing operation. Like, you can pick up everything you want to, but once you start hitting stuff, oh, nope, we don't do that. Yep. <laughs> nope, nope. Mm, can't have my femur. I'm so sorry. Like, you just don't give people the wiggle room to have the audacity. Mm. And then when they do, right there, you make sure they know that I gave that, like, you. This, you don't know, right. you don't know the steps. <laughs> right. Y'all ever had a friend that like suddenly had a budget and it was not the budget friend before, and now they like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go out. I'm on a budget. People are like on a budget. Like who's budget? Yeah. Who's who is what's budget's name and where do we find them? <laughs> <laughs> because people are used to you being the like ball till we fall kind of friend and now you are here walking around with change in your pocket and because you, you want a budget you don't know how to take it. and people will question that people will question why you were always the friend who came in with a new pair of Louboutins on that you ran last seasons like mm-hmm. I'm on a budget yeah so you can be on a friendship budget that's okay you can say like this is the this is all the capacity I have for this thing. And once it goes above my budget, I can no longer experience it. Yeah, mm, I feel that's that. It. I felt that mm-hmm. in my chest, friend. I feel like that's a great way to just end this in the segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fan fucking. <laughs> She has served the yes. I'm so as usual. Hold up, I think last time we passed the collection plate, we gonna have to pass it again. Take that gold plate out. I'm throwing it in my five dollars, and I'm paying my times too. Um, <laughs> no, just um, the biggest thing that I can say about cultivating friendships, once again, is number one, show people grace, but number two, knowing who you are makes it so much easier. Right, yeah. because I'm not the friend who wears thirty inch bundles and gets my lashes done every week. I need to know that about myself, because not that there's anything wrong with people that do, but I'm not about to become that person because I became friends with you. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm trying to keep up with you, which right. is outside of my actual budget. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Of who so I no. Am. Yeah. Right. I'm not. I'm like I said. I'm the friend you call when you want to go to Africa on Tuesday. I know which friends I can call. 
if that's how I feel, right? I know I cannot call all of my friends and be like, let's plan a girl's trip because some of my friends going to need three to five years before they can do that. Nice. <clears throat> um, they got kids. They got, they got babies. Yeah. Um, some of my friends have three to five years before they can do that. Some of my friends have, you know, other obligations. They have their own anniversaries, their own whatever. Um, and so I know I can call on my single kidless friends to be like, what you doing next month? And even sometimes they're like, actually, I'm trying to save up because I want to buy something. So, okay. But that's about me knowing myself and knowing that this is what I want to do. And this is who I am. Okay. Don't let them people sucker you into going on a brunch with no boundaries. Okay. Always ask first. When any, whenever anybody asks me, <laughs> I just had this conversation with my boyfriend like two hours ago. I said, when you ask me what you're doing without any context, and then when I'm like, why are you asking me? And then you get frustrated. Like, what you mean why I'm asking you? Because I want to know if I have the capacity. Because my time and my availability don't always mean that I'm, I want to be available for what it is you want me to do. So if you're like, hey, are you free? And I'm like, yeah. You're like, want to go to the grocery store? And then I'm like, no. Then it's like, what you doing with your time? Minding my business. <laughs> right? But if you're like, hey, what you doing? And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. And you're like, because um, I want to go to the grocery store. Then I have the ability to decide whether I'm busy Right. Or free. Right. Okay. So yeah, I'm glad to be here as always. Thank y'all for inviting me back. Yes. This is an honor and a privilege. Yes, Thank girl. you, Lenise. We Thank love you, you always. We appreciate you for coming. Thank you. Yes, we do. We'll see your smiling face. <laughs> you always give us such good advice. I know. Uh, now we're getting therapy, free therapy sessions from you. Listen, it's better than being a target. Okay. I'm glad we answered those deep ass okay. questions. <laughs> it's much better than the lady at Target. I was like, girl, here's a resource if he needs a right. job. Like, <laughs> here you go. But I, that happens to me so much. Y'all have no idea. I'm praying for you, girl, because that, that scares me. I just, I'm, worried for, I, I'm worried for your, your levels. You know, I feel like that could possibly drain you. you gotta- yes, but people forget that when you're in this profession and I don't know if this is a healthy thing or not. And I also don't know if this is just a black woman thing or not, but we disassociate so much that like we have the ability to listen to things that have happened. We have to listen to things that have happened over and over and over again. And so some people have compassion fatigue. Some people are like, I'm so drained. Eight of my clients told me about sexual assault today and I just can't do it. Me. I'm like, Okay, next person. Not that I don't have compassion for you, but I'm giving you everything that I have in the time that we have together. And then I'm a bibbity bop my way on to something else. <laughs> and it just, it just, I literally have to like compartmentalize it. Like I'm in this helping space. I'm, I have to be this person. And then I close that box and I go on to like, you know, tickle my nieces and nephews and like tell them that I love them. I feel you. And that's it. We love you. We appreciate all that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm always glad. It's always a pleasure. I'm always very happy um, to feel important for the time that we have together. You are. You are.
Child, two, three, four, whining with wine. Tell me your grievances, whining with wine, girl. What is on your mind? Tell me what's on your mind. Who's going first? I'm going first because I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of sugar. Like, the very what? thing your taste buds crave and it's in every goddamn thing is the very thing that makes you feel bad. You have a sugar high and then you just drop. And then it's like, I'm overly emotional and I feel a type of way or I don't have the energy that I want to have. And then you realize, damn, I did just finish a whole like two liter soda in two days. Mm. That might have been what it was. Like it changes my mood. So I was eating clean for the last like week. And oh then, yeah, girl. That's it. At, at the end of the week, I went, when I brought it back, girl, I feel like shit. I have no mm. energy right now. And I'm just like, not only did it send me to the toilet, let's not even talk about that. Because <laughs> oh. I messed around and had some ice cream, but I was like, oh, but I want it so bad. And I don't even drink Mountain Dew, but I had some this weekend. It just Ooh. tastes like heaven. <laughs> Oh my gosh, moment of silence. Yes, a moment of silence for the sugar, as as the country people say, sugar diabetes. The sugar diabetes. Girl, I feel you, friend. I mean, I'm not, I don't crave sugar as much, but when I do crave it, I know what time it is. And it's, Mm. it is, it is, it is kind of, it does hit you like a ton of bricks. Mm Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, it'll Ooh, it'll make you that. sleepy real quick. All them carbs, sugar ain't nothing but carbs, and when you get too much of it, that shit puts me to sleep. You're, you're, so, you're only out. supposed to have what seventeen grams, and we can devour Bitch, that in a breakfast. day. That's a swallow of soda. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. So now you've consumed four to five times what you're supposed to have in a day. Like, Everything Crazy. turns into fucking sugar. Like everything does. Bread. Alcohol. Bread turns into sugar. Fucking alcohol mm-hmm. turns into sugar. Sugar turns into sugar. Okay. I was thinking like, oh, I, I can't. Heavens. Um, well, I'll give mine. I, oh, um, okay. yeah. <laughs> I, so, uh, without force to go to bio and I was like in a rush because a bunch of people came to my house to change uh, right after work. Okay. Yes, I allowed people in my house to change. Alrighty, it didn't take long, and I passed the time by like making a drink. You know how I do. Mm-hmm. So I made everyone a lovely single de Mayo margarita, um, and I had parked my car, and like I guess I didn't like go back because I backed into the parking spot, but I didn't go back far enough, so it was like jutting out a little bit. And um, Mo, I know you know how people be cutting these motherfucking corners in this this little garage. <laughs> um, so someone hit my car. <gasps> oh my parked. god didn't even know and it was not bad it's not bad but like part of my bumper in the front is kind of is jutting off a little bit like ever so slightly off and i'm like what the fuck what the fuck usually y'all wide ass turning people have no issue why this weekend of all weekends did y'all decide to actually cut the corner like you're supposed to and drive like a normal person and then hit my shit didn't leave a note or nothing of course not. They want you to build their insurance. 
Does the do the cam um are the cameras in the garage? No. Oh. Damn. So there's Bitch. that. Karma so that, will be that, served to them. And I that's all I can say, like it will always come back. They could have at least left a note to say, I'm sorry. Like that yeah, would have helped. You tell me where you live. Like if nothing, nothing. else, I could at least know you had some fucking remorse. Right. Because I didn't see that shit until, until Saturday morning when I didn't get food. I'm like, what, what the, the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why my car? What is that red thing? What right. the fuck happened? It's like something like it's out. Like something. It's Again, it's not like hanging off, but. And still, they hit it. Part Ooh, of yeah, the side of it is, is jutted out. Damn. And I wanted to just kind of push it in, but I was like, I'm going to fuck this up more if I if I try and fuck with it. So yeah, I might go to Jiffy Loop or something tomorrow. Do. Okay. Oh, oh my God, girl. I'm sorry to hear that, but I definitely yes. hit a, did a hit and run. But I at least left a note. <laughs> I would appreciate a fucking note. We all live here, you stupid bitch. Right. right. Ugh. But anyway, so so that's my wine. And whoever you are, I just hope you felt some remorse. But you need to calm the fuck down. Everybody in this garage need to calm the fuck down when they drive. They gonna something gonna come for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Juan, what you got, girl? Um. <clears throat> so I was listening to the Getting Growing podcast this uh, week, and um. One of the podcasters, Kia, she talked about how, like, if you're not tired, you're not adulting. Because (laughs) everything about adulting is fucking tiring. And it's a never-ending story. Like, you always have some shit to do, somewhere to be, not doing enough of something, doing, having to do too much of something else, having to give more time to something, giving less time to something else. It's always something happening. It's never like, oh, we can put on cruise control. No, bitch. You can't do that because mm-hmm. somebody's gonna cut you off while you on the highway going 90. Like <laughs> it's, it's never ending. It's always like it's always something breaking. My dishwasher is acting crazy. I don't know if it's broken, if it's fixed. You just fixed the, the middle, microwave. Right. I ain't even fixed the microwave yet because I don't want to pay the $300 to replace it because it still works. <sighs> I've been in this house long enough for this bro. issues to be arriving. Right. Y'all bro. need to get some oil and pray over and just get to land <laughs> across the house because obviously there some things ain't happening the way they're supposed to happen. Uh, I don't know, bro. I just feel like life is always life. And every time you think you catch a break, every time you think you say, Oh, well, that's done. Something else come and punch you in the face. And then it's always around the time you get extra money. Let my little tax money sit, nigga. (laughs) Facts. Oh, heavens. Sorry. I just heard it here. I just agree. Yeah, life just be lifing. Things are happening. I don't even know what's happening. I'm still staring up in the sky. Waiting for something to fall because as of right now, it's still up in the air. Let me put let me put some eye protection on okay. so I can see what's gonna fall. Because as far as I know, that shit is still in there. Where's gravity when you need her? <laughs> Nowhere to be found. Nowhere. 
That's all I got to say. (laughs) Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode today. Thank you so much, Lanice, um, for uh, joining us today. Lanice is a therapist. We did not mention that before, but Lanice is a therapist. And if you're in the um, Richmond, Virginia area, you can um, hit up her Instagram. It's Roots to Results Consulting. Mm-hmm. She has a website um, there on Insta. Well, there's a link tree on Instagram that links her to her website. <clears throat> We'll so you can just, mm-hmm. we'll add the link on there. Um, she also has two other therapists working with her as well. And um, if you can't get Lanise, you can get some help from her other two therapists. So, um, yeah, I thank you again, Lanise. We really appreciate you. And we can't wait to have you back on. Do you leave? Oh, her website is www.rootstoresultsrva.com. So you can go in there, see Lanice's bio, her other um, therapist bio, and you know, hear her up if you have any questions or you want to connect with her. Um, other than that, do you ladies have anything else to add to the conversation? No. All right. Well. I will take that as all hearts are clear. And with that, Monique, go ahead and take us out. Cheers. 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 Bitch. That's that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, out of my mouth. Oh, what? Oh, Jesus. We're going to record this other episode and take a nap. A nap? Bitch, it's time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week on Unestablished. Be sure to catch us every week and don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on all podcast platforms. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, peace and love.